Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Now that is the Unfiltered Band, it means another episode of Unfiltered, episode 101. As we get the 411, or maybe you want to call this Braves Phillies 101, and uh, get you into school. If you are not already learned, you should be on the Unfiltered Revolution at Casey Stern. Get on Twitter. Jump in the bio, hit the YouTube channel, get videos of all of the interviews, the guests, the episodes, conversations, and rants, including the first conversation I had with my guest today, Mark Bowman, who will join me here today to discuss, among other things, of course, the Phillies and Braves, which uh, we would have thought a couple of days ago, Mr. Bowman, would have been you and I discussing their regular season situation because there wouldn't be a Phillies-Braves because there would never be a Phillies. I want to start with that. Are you as anything can happen in two games, right? We've been there forever. Yet still, are you as surprised as I am that the Phillies came out of that series? No doubt. You know, especially you go back to when they got swept by the Cubs, whatever that was. was at that point in time, I think there's six games remaining. You're thinking, okay, the Brewers have to show enough life somewhere along the lines here to, to uh, you know, pass the Phillies. But, you know, to their credit, they, they won just enough. And then all of a sudden you get in that best of three and you've got – Wheeler and Nola, and uh, you see you, you see the uh, benefit of having great starters uh, in the postseason once again. Yeah, and, and look, uh, and give uh, Segura, who's got a great story. I mean, he's been through all kinds of stuff off the field. Uh, it gets big hits. Their bullpen, hey, look, Arenado and Goldschmidt had opportunities. Uh, they did not pay off for them. Maybe it'll pay off for you. We are, as always, presented by our good friends on Bet Online. And if we tell you that football is back, Bet Online remains your number one source. All your football betting needs this season. Latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. So your continued source for all sports wagering info. Bet online has got live betting, free contests, live scores, giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, even golf. Head over to betonline.ag. Join and get your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Get over with the promo code BELIEVE. You got to use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to get your rewards. It's BetOnline where the game starts. Let's get started here in episode 101, and I want to continue kind of bounce around a little bit and then obviously dig deep into this series, but you're sitting here as kind of you, you wait for things like the Braves team is doing. Um, what's your thought as you sit there and you watch Cleveland, 15 innings of scoreless baseball, other other than wondering how long that would feel if you had been covering it in the press box? Um, that's that's quite an underrated scene in Cleveland, right? Like you and I saw this when, when we're oh, yeah. when we're there watching what they did down the stretch those couple of years in that World Series run. That was a madhouse. I had to watch that. I watched that highlight literally, Mark, like ten times. I, I I put a tweet out because I was I was so jacked up just watching that fan base after all of that time, like a soccer game, nil nil, finally getting a home run. What was your take watching that? Yeah, there's a lot of feelings there. First of all, I think we all feel great for Tito Francona. You know, secondly, uh, you know, I went to school at, at the University of Dayton and graduated in 96. So I was right there for the the start of, you know, the, the great Indians run. that saw the 94 season in with the strike in 95, you know, just to see just how every night it was. I think this, that was that year that, that <clears throat> they had the, the baseball network or something. So, so some games weren't. Yeah, well, it was. Remember, it was shown. Uh, like some games were the Cincinnati games were shown at our in our house, but other times we had to go to the, the bar to see Cleveland, or maybe we just had to go to the bar for all of them. But anyhow, the campus was awesome. You know, you you know how great the fans are there in Cleveland. That was cool to see. Uh, you know that that atmosphere kind of reminded me of that. And 
Um, and then also 15 innings uh, kind of reminded me of when you and I were teammates and the Braves were in Houston for about 18 innings. Yeah, <laughs> and, oh, I, rem uh, I remember that. That was uh, Chris Burke. Is that right? Is that, is that, that was Chris Burke. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. That's yeah. right. I remember yeah, that. I talked uh, about that with my buddy Lidge many times uh, with that, that game. <laughs> it was uh, our old teammate Jim Maloney shut his computer before Osmus came up to bat. And he said, this game's over. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So he did the Sal Licata. He did the Sal Licata. Just, exactly. just, just in a little, which we'll get to. Don't worry. Uh, in, a, in a little bit of a different variety. Uh, the other AL series quickly. I, I mean, look, I was, you know, in watching from afar, Toronto's dangerous. I'm a huge fan of Alec Manoa. I think he's got a really bright future. He reminds me a lot of Rocket in like kind of like just the size and, and, you know, dominant, like, presence that he carries as a pitcher. They got all the, the trimmings. Happy to see Springer's okay, because that was scary after that thing yesterday. But how about the Seattle Mariners? I mean, to, to get into the playoffs when, you know, everybody's waiting for that other shoe to drop all season, it doesn't. Then nobody picking them. I didn't, right, in Toronto. To come back down. Now, look, there's two ways to look at it. If you're a Jays fan, you're in therapy for a long time now after this. So, We'll stay positive, but that's one of the best comebacks you'll ever going to see. And by the way, Romano, whether he should have been in that game or not, one of the most dominant closers in the game. Just your thought on kind of watching Seattle and that story now move on to the next round and continue here against Houston. It's a wonderful story, and I'm, I'm really glad that I was in Seattle for a few, you know, a few days, uh, just a couple of weeks ago when they were starting to build that, hey, it looks like you're going to be in the playoffs and just, you know, talking about how long it's been, uh, you know, going back there to 2001, as you said. And, um, it's – I can't wait to see game three there next next week and just see the the excitement. Um, <clears throat> it's a great young team. We, you know, we all know how how dynamic Julio Rodriguez is. Um, you know, the pitching staff is – I don't know if I, what to, what's the best word. Maybe underrated. I, I think they're going to – it will be a very um, – competitive series here against the Astros. It's, it, Especially it, if they can get a game early, Mark. If they can make the Castillo yeah. start count, because he can't go down yeah. game one, and that's what happens when you turn around. It's the same thing when we get into this series that the Phillies are going to try and do. They're going to make – their goal is make the Wheeler and Nola starts count. And how do you do that? You win one of the first two. And then all of a sudden, we got those two guys turned around at home, and, hey, look, that's tough to beat. You only got to win three to win a series, Right. That kind of the way you yeah. look at all of these series, right? For the Mets, if they win today, yeah. make DeGrom count, right? I mean, isn't that's kind of the thing. Luis Castillo, you want to make that start when he turns around into game three at 1-1 where you could then take control and somehow you know, try and shock the world and beat Houston. That's what it's about for these wildcard teams. That's all. Exactly. I mean, it's if the Mets win tonight, they're right back to yes. any bit of optimism you had about the Mets on heading into Friday night's game. It's yeah. right back there because yes. – you know, all of a sudden you you come back with who, who do you want in game one of the it's probably going to be. Yeah, well, so, here's here's the here's the thing with that. Right. So we'll talk about that you know, briefly with what's going to happen tonight. They they put you never root for an injury. But I said this this morning, having Joely Rodriguez get injured so you could put Taiwan Walker back on the roster was important because Tyler McGill, who has a great potential as a starter, has been just terrible out of the bullpen. They need to go to yeah. Walker quick if Bassett's not good. 
that will determine what happens in LA. I think Taiwan Walker is probably your game one guy in Los Angeles. If he doesn't pitch in this yeah. game tonight and then Scherzer comes back in game two, and then you turn around and you got the Grom in game three, right? And then Scherzer short in game five, assuming again, we're playing this way out. Now they may not even win this game, but to, right. to the point you're making and the Braves will be the same way with freed. And, and when you think about it, they've got multiple options and right. And, you know, Strider went healthy and Morton and all of that. But you're trying to make your horses matter. That's what it always yeah. is in the postseason. No different. Yeah, you, yeah, you send them out there, and you, you don't know if they're going to go a mile and a half, or they're they're just going to give you a, a nice uh, sprint, you know. But some way, somehow, you want them to navigate the track as effectively as they can. So I mean, I, well, let, let me close the the NL East before we get into the series on this because you and I haven't talked since it ended, right? Um. I, and I, I want you, because you know you could be honest with me. I want you to like tell me if you think, because I, I, I try. I am unbiased when I cover it. Clearly, I mean, I, I don't lie about who I root for. But I, if you think that I'm not being hard enough on them, I want you to tell me. All right. I look at it this way: the Braves took the division. Did the Mets choke away opportunities? They did, but those were against the Cubs in the in in September, against the Nationals. They didn't choke when they came here. They got beat. They got beat in every facet of the game. They got beat in every phase of the game. They lost six of the last seven times they played in Atlanta, and you've got to be on, win on the road to win divisions regardless of how many wins. Am I being too kind to them from your – you can be as harsh as you want to be. Do you look at it like I do? They choked away opportunities probably, sure, to extend, right, or to keep the lead. But I look at – the Braves just basically took it from them. You see it that simple when you look back at this division? I mean, yeah. I mean, I, the Braves were given an opportunity. The, the Mets – they were, gave them an opportunity by, by losing those games, like you said, against the Cubs, the Nats, whoever there, um, you know, when the Braves were supposed to be playing, you know, a, a better schedule and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, what th those games, th those bumps in the road there uh, for the Mets, that's, you know, heard uh, Alonzo say the same thing you did. It's the Braves were the better team for those three days. Absolutely. Mets, and for four Mets, months. Yes. The, the, the end of last four months. The one, th the one thing I would say different is I did, I left City Field on whatever that was, August 7th or whatever, and said, well, there was one team that's just clearly better than the other. And, you know, everything that happened from there, you know, I think it, at that point in time, uh, see, as of, as late as August 11th, the lead was seven games. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I the Braves deserved it. They, play, they played an incredible uh, four months, you know, but the Mets did not – the Mets had opportunities, but they were. It's not like they just completely blew it away. It was they played. Yeah, one sixty percent. They won hundred and one games. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah. by the way, that's the second best in franchise history, right? So, like, they yeah. did things that teams that in twenty fifteen who made the World Series didn't do. Two thousand made the World Series didn't do. The ninety nine team where Kenny Rogers walked Andrew Jones didn't do that, right? So it's like you know that you got to take now if they would if they lose this series certainly if they would have lost looking like they didn't game one, even worse. But still, if they lose this wild card series, it'll only be remembered for what we just discussed. They yeah. got to get to the Dodgers. So if you lose to the Dodgers, I don't think anybody can really cry about that because we know how good the Dodgers are. I, I want let to let's start to kind of look ahead to what to expect. Atlanta clearly could not have expected Philly, I would imagine. Uh, but yeah. they've got them. Forget, forgive me if I'm mistaken, but at the end of the season when they played each other, it was in a three-game series. The Phillies won, took a game or two from them the last time that they faced the, each the other. The very last series season, was right? a four-game series, and it ended with a 12-inning or 11, 11 or 12-inning game. Yeah. 
And in the was and it, it they split it? They split it, right? Split it. So the Phillies took the first two, the Braves took the last two, yeah. Okay. Do you take regular season, you know, it is what it is, right? If you're looking from the Philly side, did you see anything different from the rest of the season in which the Mets and the Braves, to me, and you give me your take, had just annihilated Philadelphia? They looked so clearly far away better than that team when each of those teams faced them. But Philly got them twice in that series. You learn anything from that? Anything that you think Philly could take from that moving into the series? I mean, I, even just to a week before that, the Braves had swept the Phillies in, in Atlanta. And it just, you know... You went into that series thinking the Phillies are overmatched. And I, you know, it's look, the, the Braves and the Mets are in a different category than, than, than the, the Phillies, especially no doubt over 162 games. Now, when you're able to throw Wheeler and Nola, I get it. You, you, you get that much closer. You get a, uh, a, you know, you get Harper in that lineup, which, you know, a lot of the summer they didn't have him. I think, you know, one, one difference I'd like to say from, especially from 2021 to 2022 is, Alec Baum now catches the ball more more than he, he used to. The, the, the defense, the infield defense, it's still a mess great. sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he is. I you know it's not it's not as bad as that day when I tweeted. I can't believe yeah. there's not an e. There's not an e in Baum. You know that's when I tweeted that. I think he's gotten a little better since then. But uh, you just love he, endearing you know, yourself it's, to fan bases. Just, you love endearing oh, yeah, yourself yeah, to yeah, the fan yeah. bases. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Continue. <laughs> I got bodyguards everywhere I go. Now. Yeah, so you, you, you don't need them. I probably should have some, but go ahead. Yeah. The, I, uh, but no, but, I mean, I think but, defensively they're doing a little bit better in the infield. It still feels like a college, you know, a Sunday league uh, softball team at times, you know, especially in the outfield. But I think defensively they've improved slightly enough to, to you know, that, that, that that's one improvement I've seen through, over the course of the year. Let's let's start with the rotation for the Braves. Where where are we? Because I I've been so into you know these four series and obviously clearly into this this met you know hell and and like a slice of of almost heaven for like five minutes last night. Where are we on Strider right now? And where where we sit with well, him? Strider threw a, uh, he was supposed to throw a bullpen today. Uh, is this this is running live right? This yes. Is, yeah. Yeah. Well, it'll run. Sunday. It'll close enough to live. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay, Sunday. There you go. There you yes. go. Sunday, yeah. So you know, we'll see how he feels here Monday, uh, and and go from there. But the, the, there's a lot of optimism about him being available. He has not pitched in a game since September 18th. So let's say he throws this side, he's fine, and then they have him throw, you know, two innings of live BP, and they were happy with that. Say, you know, two days from now, and then all of a sudden you get to games three or four, um, and you say. You know, start be be an opener. I, I I think you know basically take me as far as you can. Your first you know, so you kind of like a first lineup, start back kind of a feel. Nine mark, to twelve you're thinking you're like a first start back kind of a feel like an again. I'd say so. Friday, yeah. Maybe yeah. Okay. Okay. To try and work him yeah. to get yeah, in if he's out, right? get out there. To gain yeah. length for the next yeah. round. Yeah. Now all of a sudden, stretch him out. Okay. Exactly. Get him ready for that next round. I mean, you you know you you can't look too far ahead unless you know. You're the Mets, and you were going to skip Degrom altogether. But all right. Well, first of all, I think that was more for. Okay, I will say this: <clears throat> we're not going to get into this, but I think that had a lot to do with the blister. I think they were yeah. trying to rest yeah. that if they could. I, I think a lot was made of Buck trying to be cute, but I don't think people really thought about enough that hey, look, if you could avoid with a blister issue because he hasn't been himself, and yesterday right. you could tell the feel of his pitches. Look, I give him a ton of credit because he 
was gutsy and balled his ass off without, I mean, I've never seen him. Anyone who's ever seen DeGrom, him throwing an inning and a half straight of just sliders. I mean, yeah. he literally was having trouble gripping the fa- So he do it. Give him credit. Got through, did what he did, right? Maybe his yeah. last start ever with a Met. But I think it was more about the blister than anything else, even though Buck is doing the Belichick and not going to tell you that. But, that's, <laughs> you know, that's that's my own thought. Uh, yeah. But Strider, obviously, we're not going to get him till game three or four. They're so stacked with with the pitching in the front end because Morton's such a gamer and a big time pitcher in big spots. I know he yeah. didn't pitch great against the Mets in his last outing. I want to ask you about Kyle Wright. What happened to him from last year to this year and how much did he become this maybe in part mark from the confidence do you think that he gained in that postseason last year being a bigger guy and having more of a role than anybody expected him to then you know i think you know first of all for last year you got to start go back you know 2017's fifth overall draft pick by 2018 he's in the big leagues he's already he's pitching in relief in the uh you know late that year and and then all of a sudden 2019 Two to three starters get hurt there at the beginning of the year, and he's in the starting rotation uh, the first weekend against the Phillies in Philadelphia, and um, he was just he was swimming in water he wasn't ready to to navigate yet, and and that became obvious throughout that year. 2020, um, I just think he was lost. I don't think he had you know he was he was at a point in his career where he needed spring training, he needed six weeks, he needed guidance, and and he wasn't. It was just an odd year for everybody. And while he finished that year strong, he still hadn't had that time to just say, give me 15 to 20 starts uninterrupted at the AAA level. And that's what he got last year. And then all of a sudden he's, you know, still not a, it's not, still not in play in the division series, not in play in the, the NLCS. And then all of a sudden he's thrown on the world series roster. So, okay. Uh, you know, I think Anoa had been hurt at that point in time. And that was probably a, a big reason why Kyle stepped in there. Eighth inning game two, he says he's warming up in the bullpen. And he, he said, I, I, I guarantee you I didn't throw a strike. You know, and he comes out and, <laughs> and uh, it, it comes out and it, it strikes out the only three batters he faces there. It was a mop-up duty. And, you know, Braves lost, what, seven or eight to nothing that, that game. And uh, so move ahead to Dylan Lee starting there in, in game four. And bases loaded, one out, and and Kyle, I think, might have been up warming up probably before Dylan threw his first pitch because they, they had no clue what was going to happen that that game. But I don't think they wanted to put the pressure on Kyle to to be the starter. Don't sit there and think about it all day. But they knew he was the guy that they they, they wanted to have uh, get them through whatever, however many innings. So he comes in, bases loaded, one out. Um, they, they only only one of those runs scores. He only gives up one more run over the next four and two thirds innings. That was a big game. They came back and won that game. They that had was the back, huge. Back. Yeah, I mean, you you could say those that four and two thirds innings he threw that day were as important as any innings they got that whole series. So, you know, you see him, you know, the next day or two, and but whatever you 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 see him in spring training this year when he shows up, and the eyes are different. It's not wide eyed. It's not oh. You know, what's going to happen to me next? Where, where am I going? He knew he was in the rotation from the start of spring training. And, uh, you know, he's it, it's pretty impressive what he's done. Because even when he has that tough inning now, it just – he minimizes damage and he comes back out the next inning and, and it's fine. And he, that was the biggest thing with him. It was men- mentally he was he was shot. I, I'd like to go back to that 2020 season and, and allow him to, to be – do some of the things his own way, but he had to go 
you know, they, they had some analytics guys throwing, having him throw too many sliders, this and that. And if he, if he just could have come gone and found himself at the minor league level, like he did in 2021 that year, you know, maybe we would have even seen this more last year, but combine that, that experience at the, or that chance to, to get himself right at the minor league level in the world series. And then you find yourself with a very talented and now mentally strong pitcher. Let's go to the, the bullpen, stay with the pitching. Kenley with four again with 41 saves, was it? And 41 out of 47 or whatever. Anybody would take that. Love what you saw down the, the stretch and in those games against the Mets, where that is postseason baseball, right? That's the playoffs. And and he did what he needed to do. How much did that officially stamp the forgetting about that three blown out of seven stretch that he had for, for those around the team, Mark? Yeah, he did. He did. And I think, you know, when I you and I talked a week or two ago, it was, hey, let's he, he was he was already kind of writing himself at that point in time, but it was, you know, what he did there at, in that Mets series and, and just down the stretch, you know, final, I don't know, I think it ended up being the final 10 appearances at least were, were scoreless. And um, he just, he was, he be, became that guy again. He, the ball was, he kept the ball down in the zone more than he had been. Um, Rocio Iglesias is great. He'll probably oh, be he's been so there. brilliant, man. He's so been brilliant. It, but you need you need at least three of those guys. You need three of those lockup down guys there uh, to have a great bullpen, and uh, you know, and that's what they have now with with, with Iglesias, Mentor, and uh, Kenley. So it's, yeah, they're uh, set up in the pen. Their staff is 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 right. It's set up with Strider healthy. They're better than they were last year. They don't have the Will Smith question going in. You got better than that, and Iglesias has been dominant. Let's go to the, the lineup. Uh, you know, there aren't many questions in terms of like we we know what you're getting, especially now that Olsen got hot again, other than having a few days off, which people will discount. But it is a thing. It is possible that even though the Phillies won't have Nola or Wheeler, that the Braves may have to scratch across a run or two to get through game one. And I think that a lot of these teams at home, you know that as well as I do, just simulate all you want. It's different mm-hmm. than taking ABs and, and having a week off. It is like coming out of an all-star break. It's sometimes a, a rough thing. Second base, I want to start there. Arcia was getting a lot of starts down the stretch over Grissom. Is that what you expect in the postseason? We see Arcia. I do. Second? Yeah, I do. I see Arcia getting the. He's just so good defensively. And yeah, I can't remember who I said it to last night. I said, you know, he holds the Brewers' record for most postseason homers. I think he's it's like five or what? six. I know. I know. I found it out last night. Is that week. real? Yeah, we went up there to for it's the not Fielder last or Braun or somebody like that. I, like, he, God. May be tied with, he may be tied with Fielder, but it's, it's like My five goodness. or six. Yeah. Wow. So he's he has come up in some big moments. He he, you know, like a lot of people, he's a streaky guy, but he he's the better defender right now. Now I will say this as well, though. They have not given up on Vaughn Grissom. He he had it at bat the other day, a 12 to 8 game on the last day of the regular season. It, it, Two outs in the ninth, and he there is everybody in the building is just saying, "All right, just one more pitch, the season's over." It was ended up being a 10-11 pitch at bat because this kid just battled and battled and battled, and and you know I said something to Snit after the game and said that the kid's you know a heck of a fighter. He started the year in a ball this year though, you know he, he what he did for this team was, was super, but I think you know in these at this time they're gonna. They, they feel more comfortable having Arcia there, have the more, have the better defensive player and the guy who, who has been in some of these big moments before. So uh, I expect to see that. The, the other surprise that, that is that we saw because all of a sudden last week in the two most important games of the year, uh, Saturday and Sunday against the Mets, 
Ozuna's in the DH spot instead of Contreras. Now they're facing righties at the time. Contreras, and you take a step back, say, okay, what has he done against righties and lefties? It's it's a big difference this year. It's 1.1-something OPS against lefties and 700-some against righties. Then you take a look at September, and Ozuna has been more effective. So I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Ozuna back there in the DH spot against righties. Uh, now, I also expect to see Ranger Suarez in game one, so let's go back to – Contreras being there and and uh, at the DH spot, but but when they face Nolan Wheeler, uh, Ozuna would be that guy. And Harris in the three hole, we're pretty much is is a static thing now, or or is that kind of dependent? You think that'll probably you know what against the lefty? I bet you he's down there in about seventh or eighth spot this time because he, he it is a big difference with him too. Now all of a sudden you put uh, you start your lineup with Acuna and Swanson and, and probably put Riley in that three spot against the the lefty. Um, I think you probably even just put Darno there in the fourth spot and then drop Olsen uh, to the fifth spot. But right now, Olsen, the way he finished the season, he, he was hit. He, he never had trouble against lefties before this year. And, and I think he kind of started to find himself there. Uh, oh, he hitting everybody now. I mean, forget it. He got hot. He, he got hot the wrong time for me, the right time for you. <laughs> and, and I love that. Else, he's a terrific guy, but he got, yeah. he got, I mean, man, did he get, Man, did he get hot? Speaking of hot at the wrong time for for me, I, I I've I've talked to you about Dansby Swanson before. I was saying this to people before that Mets series, and I don't know if I made this comp to you, but I'll I'll make it now. I'm, I'm not comparing. He's a right-handed hitter. The guy I'm going to mention is a left-handed hitter, but he is so Chase Utley for me, and I mean that as a giant compliment, not as a negative thing. To me, the comp of who he is as a player, that's the guy I think of who just seems to just a baseball player. He's, he's a, he's a, a leader by example, by everything that he does. Maybe he's more vocal than chase was because they had Jimmy and others there. But every time it seems like the time for a lineup where you need the clutch hit, it's his spot and he's getting it. He he's going to get the big home run. Even if he doesn't have the most on the team, all the things that I saw from chase Utley. Now, granted it's because these guys gave me a lot of pain as a Met fan. So I understand it from agony, but do you see similarities with that in, in, in covered all those years against the guy? And by the way, I mean that as a giant compliment because yeah. Chase Utley was a hell of a player. But that's who he reminds me of when I think about the mental fortitude, the dog that's in him, and the way that he carries himself as a baseball player. I mean, it, yeah, I, I completely understand what you say about Utley because, you know, you saw the same thing from the Braves' perspective. It's uh, that, that is a significant, a great compliment, you know, because, uh, yeah, Dansby's just that guy. I, he always talks about okay, why are you able to come through in the clutch? It's not, and I'm not saying go look at his close and late stats and that kind of stuff. I'm saying just think about big moments and you know big games. Why is he always the guy that hits the you know two free throws with one second left on the clock, or you know he's he's driving the three two two out pitch you know into the gap, whatever he. You know, he always talks about how in high school basketball, he, he, he always wanted the ball and this kind of stuff. And and then he, we, we, you know, saw some of those highlights from Vandy. He hit a big home run against Indiana in the ninth inning one time and felt like a couple of times in the regionals or out there in Omaha, he had big hits. He just he 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 does. He wants the ball, you know, whether he he wants he wants you to, to, to have him on the mound or he wants to be able to shoot those free throws or he wants you to throw him that that fade pass in the end zone. He is that guy. And he said, you know, he's, he grew up on a ball field. He had no choice, but to, to, to develop this competitive spirit because of his older brothers and sisters, that kind of stuff. But it, it is, 
he has that ability that that mental fortitude to take that that game to the his game to a next level. Uh, I mean, you almost feel like if he's a if he was playing Augusta and you know was a stroke down, he would hole out from 150 yards on 18. He just he's just that kind of guy. Um, and I I think it it does it there's there's a, it's always had a lot of self confidence, and then as he's continued to to you know be more productive at the big league level, that confidence just grows. So. Um, there's there's a couple of guys I would want you know I love I think Travis Darno had one of the biggest at bats in that Mets series last week. Do you remember when he fouled off? What was that Sunday night? Was that against- no? No, I forgot. Yeah, of course I remember. Oh, okay. yeah, of course I remember. And right. and I love and I love TDA and I'm happy for him. But of course I. Remember He's the him. guy that the, the Mets released. No, I'm aware of who he is. You, know, you want to tell me? You want to tell me about how they released Justin Turner too? Because I'm aware of that also. Thanks. So we can have a whole all-star team of those guys, really, seriously. <laughs> so Darno had that big effect there, but, you know, sw- those, those kind of guys that are just going to go up there and battle you and find a way. It's, uh, um, you know, Dansby's going to get paid this winter, and, and he, he deserves oh, it. Sure. That, I, I said the same thing after last night I was watching, and, and I'm, a, I'm a fan of the way he plays anyway, but but I watched Nimmo last night, and I'm like, you know, Scott's counting the amount of money he just earned him yesterday. Watching Nimmo go three for three with a walk, all the balls to the opposite side of the field as a leadoff hitter. I mean, you know, he, yeah, he's counting money right now, Nimmo. So it's so Swanson, same way. I mean, look, and it, that's how – not to bring up the name because our old pal, we, we love him to death as a person, but you know, Freddie Gonzalez, wherever he is, if he's watching this, I don't want to bring up BJ Upton or Melvin or whatever I have to call him, but it went eight home runs in a postseason or whatever it was for Tampa gets you $75 million, right? Yes. So it's like, this is, this is, this is how it goes. You come through when it counts, you get paid. I, I want to yeah. ask you two more. Let me, let me go one here on Acuna. Uh, I know he, I can't remember how long ago it was, Mark, that he it would seem late in the season that he was talking about, you know, how, Hey, look, regardless of how much recovery, you know, he's still, he's still fighting. He's not hundred percent. And I think anybody understands that not an excuse, but from what you see, I mean, how much is he, is he battling? How close to, you know, full blown Ronald Acuna jr. Really is he right now? I think, you know, a few days off here and there certainly help, you know, he's able to, you know, get away from that, that pain and, you know, the discomfort. Um, I think we're probably seeing Ronald at about 80% in terms of just being able to, to just turn on balls and have that confidence on that, that knee with that knee. Now, every, you know, every once in a while we'll see him, him drive a ball here and there, but we we're don't, we're not seeing him with, with the same regularity. You know, he did run, Quite frequently this year, uh, you know, got up to 30 stolen bases defensively. You know, every once in a while, you'll you'll see him maybe uh, look uncomfortable out there, but he's gotten every ball he needs to. He still throws the ball great. I, but in terms of just being able to 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 confidently swing like he did in the past, or or to even just physically be able to do it, I think it we're seeing we've seen closer to you know 75 to 80 percent just because. Just haven't seen that guy that they can drive the ball to all fields like he did in the past. So all right, I want to I want to close here. I don't see I'm with you on look, I didn't have the Phillies beating and anybody could beat anybody. And that's how dumb it is. Like I was like, no, the Phillies can't. I, I was every other series, I swear. I was like, well, the Rays, you can't ever count them out, right? Even the Guardians. Yeah, you know, Toronto's at home, but you know, I love what Seattle's the, every other series, except this one. I was like, no, the Phillies can't win. 
Like he's just like, you know, I think also they've 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 played their worst baseball over the year against the Mets and Braves. So you and I have seen them play terrible. And that's probably part of the problem that we we just you know, we remember them the way that they don't want to be remembered. <laughs> I want to put it this way, though, because I, I don't think they can win this series. I think they can win a game. You tell me Wheeler's going game three at home. Yeah, they may get that game. I mean, CVP hasn't had a game in forever. It's going to be a crazy environment. It's possible. Sure. But it may be four not and not three. If the Braves were to have trouble with the Phillies or somehow lose this series, it would be because what? What what's the thing that even is feasible that is the weakness or the it could go wrong? Because that's what's hard to find with Atlanta, by the way. And and it's it, it's a great statement about who they are, but sometimes you got to know what that is, even if you're the you're the team itself. What is that thing that could it, be the bugaboo for them? I'd say if the rotation doesn't prove to be as as deep as we think it is right now. If, if Kyle Wright isn't ready to take, you know, you know, be that big game pitcher, if Charlie Morton, you know, boy, that's kind of scary to think of him pitching a game in, uh, in Philadelphia, uh, you know, well, you know, tendency to give up home runs, you know, you might even think about starting him in game two. I was there. just going to say, you might want to start him in game two yeah. at home. Yeah. So, I, I, it's going to be the starting pitching. I mean, it, this is a team that they, there's no doubt. I mean, they, they live and die by the home run. Uh, there, there's a little bit, of, just enough consistency up and down that lineup. Uh, but, you know, uh, to, to generate runs here and there. But but this is a team that, that lives and dies by the home run, which a lot of times that that wins in the or, or can win in the postseason. But uh, I'd, I'd say that if they're starting rotation beyond Freed, I'm, I'm pretty confident what you're going to get from Freed. Me too. Uh, if if the, those next three guys aren't able to step up. As long as he can, you know, make sure wherever he goes at DoorDashes or Uber Eats his food that that doesn't have to cough it up like he did against the Mets. My goodness, my goodness. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of amazing how he. When did he get sick? It was right after the Mets. Which I'm going to guess. He was in that. the. It was. It was in the fifth. Yeah, it was the fifth. Was in the fifth, fifth inning. I was like, what? I was like, wait, what yeah, is I he know. doing? My yeah. goodness. Exactly. Just be careful to eat eat solid foods, and, and you'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, Mark, appreciate you. I'll, I'll bug you as we go along the way because I know even though uh, you know the Mets. Well, let me ask. Let me ask you this before I let you run. Honest opinion: The Mets win this game tonight. You think they'll play the Dodgers? Do you think the Padres? Because it's it's a crapshoot. Anytime you talk about one game in baseball at all times, but the Mets have been like, which team's showing up? No. Do you think that seventh inning yesterday, Alonzo and Lindor hit homers in the game, they kind of woke up the bats, and now with the home crowds, San Diego's got an uphill climb, or you think the Mets are primed for another Met thing coming up here tonight? Oh, San Diego has an uphill climb. I, I thought you were getting ready to ask me if the Mets could beat the Dodgers, and I do. You know, no, I no, do. no, 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 I'm talking about tonight. I'm talking about tonight. Tonight, the, the Padres an uphill climb, yes, and they, they don't have many hills there in San, San Diego, so they're not ready for this. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I hey, hope you're right. I'm going to blame mentioned, you. You mentioned Otley earlier. I was yeah. there that night that they came back from whatever game that would have been game three in 2015 after you know Utley had Tejada. slid into Tejada. Yeah, and to hear that stadium that night, we're going to hear that same kind of noise tonight. It won't be the the hatred, but it will no. be that kind of that'll yeah. be that'll be uh, that that's going to be a fun place to be tonight. They score early. I think it's going to be very difficult for San Diego yeah. for many reasons. If yeah. they don't score early and the offense sputters and hangs around and you're the road team and then the Mets fans get quieter because they are just nervous and paranoid about everything. 
Yeah. Then all of a sudden it gets a little bit weird. But yeah. Mets score early. It's gonna. It may. It may be. A, it may be a blowout. It, yeah. It's one of those kind of games. So we'll see. Because because they've been holding Josh Hader forever. Every time about Josh Hader, he, he coming in the third inning. Uh, you know, eventually. It's not going to matter. He'll be leaving Josh Hader in there for a while. He'll be thinking about RC as home runs where I got to go look at that list now. Really? I'm like, are you serious? Orlando Arcia? I don't even think he got enough at bats to have that happen with Milwaukee. Wow. Okay. Go check it out. I'm going to check it out. I believe you. Mark, appreciate you, buddy. All right. Take care. Stay with us on the Unfiltered Revolution at Casey Stern. We'll keep him coming during the course of the postseason. Enjoy the baseball. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.